Hey, kid. I say, hey, kid. Who, me? I'm a 45-year-old man. Holy moly. Well, you're an intern here, right? Yeah. Well, then get me a coffee. Uh, yeah, I don't do that. A man with standards already. Say, how would you like to be a movie star? What? A movie star. How'd you like that life? That'd be a lot better than selling ads at this cable company. I could make you a movie star right now. How do you propose to do that? Magic. Ugh, I hate magicians. Are you going to steal my ex-girlfriends, too? How many magicians stole ex-girlfriends of yours? At least four. Holy moly, what are the odds? Seems like pretty good odds that it's going to happen again. Well, I'm not a magician. Who are you? I'm the devil. Oh, fun. Well, as long as we're playing make-believe, I'm Santa the Tooth Bunny. No, you're not. You're Walter Schmeckelstein. You live with your least favorite uncle at 355 Sarasota Street, and you love playing Would You Rather. Are you sure you're the devil and not just some creep who's stalking me online? What's the difference? Here's the deal. You give me the word and we pause this life of yours, and then you're born into a new one as a child who goes on to star in pictures his whole life. Mm, then what happens after? Then after you die in that life, you come right back to this one, no time lost, and we finish up this conversation we're having. You mean I'd remember? Remember it all? Sure would. No deal. What's that? No deal. I heard you. Why not? Because I don't want to remember that. My life sucks. I'm a 45-year-old intern. Then we'll make it so you don't remember. What would be the point if I didn't remember Well, it? which do you want? To remember or not? Neither. This deal is weird and overly complicated. All right, all right. No need to yell. If you're really the devil, can't you just offer me whatever deal I want? Holy moly, why are you yelling so much? You're going to draw attention to us. You shouldn't even be in my office right now. I'm the devil. There are no shoulds. You know, everyone thinks that I've got deals coming out the wazoo, but it's not that easy. For every deal, there's a a lot of paperwork I have to fill out to make sure everything's kosher. Well, then go ahead and fill out the paperwork. You have pretty high standards considering you're a 45-year-old intern who lives with his least favorite uncle. I have to be here. He needs me. Keep telling yourself that. You're not going to get good opportunities unless you take risks. I don't have time for risks. I have to go to this stupid team meeting. Enjoy your lack of a paycheck, you 45-year-old cable gopher! Team, we here at Cable Corp have a new team initiative. For the first team member who makes 17 sales, we have a reward. Is it a raise? Because I'd love to make more than the zero dollars I've been making at this internship. No, Walter, it's better. A raise and a promotion? No, a free t-shirt. That's amazing. So generous. You're giving us a t-shirt as a reward for 17 sales? Seriously? I know, I know. It's hard to believe, but here it is. You're giving us a 2014 Fun Run t-shirt. It looks like you already wore this. Well, I had to see what it was like to compete in the 2014 Fun Run while I was wearing the t-shirt. But now I'm offering that shirt to you. Yeah, that sounds like you're taking advantage of us. Are you crazy? Do you know how much t-shirts cost? Let's see. uh, It's two years old, stained. It's way too big for any of us to wear. I'd say it's worth zero dollars. Negative money, in fact, if you count the work time it takes to walk over to the trash can and throw it out. You ungrateful bastard. Now, now, team, we higher-ups had a feeling there would be some skepticism from a particular nephew of mine. (laughs) 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 Whatever, Uncle Irving. But to put an end to that, we have found another reward for all of you. Another reward? I've never heard of someone so kind. Please stop. We'll never be able to repay you. Can't wait to hear what the second reward is. Free food. That is insane! I haven't eaten a meal in weeks! Let me guess, a free pizza party. You guys are real big spenders. Not a pizza party, much better. A free energy bar from a 2014 fun run. Oh my god, you're like a human Whole Foods. Oh my god, you're like my god. Ugh, this isn't good at all. What's the matter with you? You just don't appreciate a good opportunity when you see one. What could be better? I don't know, like if it was a free meal for whatever we wanted every day for the rest of our lives? Then I'd be interested. Are you kidding me? We're interns. That means they're allowed to mistreat us. Well, they're not going to treat me that way. I quit. Great. More energy bar for us. (laughs) 
Walter, your resume checks out. I think you'd be a great fit with us. Glad to hear it. Now, as you know, this is an internship position, so unfortunately the base pay will be fairly low. We'd have to start you out at (laughs) $50,000. That's totally fine. Cable Corp wanted to pay us in free t-shirts and an energy bar. Free t-shirts and an energy bar? Yeah, from the 2014 fun run. 2014 fun run? Well, in that case, I quit. I'm gonna get me a job over there! What the hell is happening? Is there anyone else here who can hire me? I think everyone left to go work at that other company with the free stuff. (sighs) Speaking of, you mind mopping up around here? I'm gonna head over there too. Hey, Rabbi? Uh, Hi, what's up? Hello, Walter. I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but your Uncle Irving passed away. It seems he choked on a very stale fun run bar. Oh. Hmm. You don't seem upset. Yeah, I mean, he was my least favorite uncle. In any regard, I plan to say a few words about him at his funeral. Is there anything in particular that stands out about him to you? Well, um... Uh, he took advantage of a lot of people. Yes, I'm sorry to hear that. But out of respect for him, I would like to say something positive. Yeah, I don't know, Rabbi. He wasn't a very good guy. I see. I mean, do we have to say anything about him? I can't even think of something generic like that he loved to smile. Well, in situations like this, I tend to work off a script. Oh, what does that mean? Well, since your uncle didn't seem to possess any sympathetic qualities, I find characters from movies that made me cry and uh, describe those characters as if they're the deceased. Oh, like The Notebook or Beaches or something? Yeah, something like that. Don't people pick up on what you're doing? No, don't worry. I always make sure to be very subtle. Okay, Rabbi. I mean, you are the best rabbi in Kansas City, Kansas. I trust you. See you soon. Irving Schmeckelstein was a misunderstood man. All he wanted was love and solitude, but it was not available to him. And after a bout with the obstacles of everyday society, he was forced to climb to the top of the Empire State Building carrying the love of his life in his arms before he was gunned down by aeroplanes. Is he just describing King Kong? Rabbi, I think people are starting to recognize the script you're using. Ah, yes, but we all remember how strong of a man Irving was. There was, of course, the time when he forced himself to eat supersized fast food meals for 30 days straight to the point where doctors told him he would die if he continued. I'm sorry, Rabbi, but you consider the documentary Supersize Me to be a tearjerker? Oh, you recognize that one too? Okay, then, well. Many do not realize that in addition to working as the cable executive, Irving was also a doctor. A very caring doctor. He was a doctor, too? Doctor? I didn't even know. The administration referred to him as Mr. Adams. Why? His name is Smeckelstein. But his hospital patients knew him as Patch. They knew him as Patch Adams. Really? No one ever recognizes his script when you say that his hospital patients knew him as Patch Adams? No, at this point I've given up. It sounds like your uncle was a real piece of work and everyone held serious too. And yes, if you have a heart, supersize me as a tearjerker. That's it. I'm done with Kansas City, Kansas. Everything about this place stinks. Maybe the devil was right. Maybe I just need to put myself in a place where everybody gets what they want. And they're always happy all the time. New York City. Did you say devil? Hi, Walter. Yeah? Terrific. Shall we take a look at the place? Sounds good. So, moving to New York, moving within New York? Uh, No, this is my first time living in New York City. I've got to say, for what you get, these rent prices are astronomical. (laughs) Welcome to Manhattan. So, this is an old freight elevator from back when this building used to be a bear trap warehouse. Bear trap warehouse? Now, don't worry. There hasn't been a bear trap found in the building for years. Okay. 
What floor? I'm sorry. Oh, uh, any floor, really. This is it. What is what? This is the apartment. The freight elevator is the apartment? That's right. You're kidding. Where's the kitchen? Anywhere you like. The bathroom? Same spot. I don't think I could live here. I'm just showing you living options within the budget you provided me. If you're willing to go up a little bit, I could show you something close to Central Park. That sounds nice. Where's the apartment? You're looking at her. This is a grocery cart with moving blankets in it. Great for covering up at night, folding up in the morning, and taking with you for a stroll down the busiest sections of Fifth Avenue during the day. No thanks. Plus, you can sleep right in the... Oh, you said no thanks? Yeah, I need four walls and a roof. How about that freight elevator I showed you? That has plumbing. All right, but you'll have to consider living with a roommate. Thanks for buying me this Frappuccino, Walter. Sure, so when are we going to see this apartment? In just one second. Perfect. And follow me. I'm good. I don't need to go to the bathroom. You'll need to go to the bathroom if you want to see your new apartment. Don't tell me you want me to pay to live in a Starbucks bathroom. You asked for four walls and plumbing. Who is that swaying in the corner? That's your new roommate, Milton. You want me to live in here with that guy? The good news is he uses a lot of heroin all the time, so he won't be that loud. Well, I guess that's New York real estate for you. Yep, that's New York real estate for you. New York real estate. New York real estate. New New York York real estate. estate. There's got to be another way. I mean, I can't move back home. Everyone will make fun of me. Hey, you could get a sugar mama. I wouldn't know where to begin. It's easy. I met mine on this new dating app, faceforradio.yuck. Check it out. I'm Ronnie. I'm a morning radio DJ who weighs 800 pounds and smells like cabbage. I'm Dave. Instead of nostrils, I have gills on the side of my neck. I'm Jenny. I'm a normal woman who's tired of having guys date me solely for my large breasts. I was skeptical about any dating site where someone could see that my head looks like a pimple on top of a huge cyst. But faceforradio.yuck only allows you to provide an audio introduction so matches get to guess how attractive you are. When you're describing yourself into a microphone, you're able to disguise the fact that you're a fish. On faceforradio.yuck, no one knows that I exclusively wear Hawaiian t-shirts covered in pizza stains. They only hear my cool radio DJ voice. No one goes out with me for my large breasts anymore. Just my personality. At faceforradio.yuck, we use a scientific system to help you find someone who has low self-esteem due to their looks. Ronnie and I are a real couple despite how many people laugh when they see us together. Sure, we have our off days like when Ronnie was stuck in the doorway for a week. But for the first time, I found someone who likes me for me. I don't even mind the fact that he has a third nipple on his Adam's apple with a paw growing out of it. I never would have met him without faceforradio.yuck. Most dating sites give you a picture and a paragraph. At faceforradio.yuck, we match you based on who's left once you remove all the physically appealing people. Who I found on faceforradio.yuck is the exact person I thought I was capable of being with. An ex-con with a full facial tattoo and a horn growing out of his butthole. Take the plunge and find out how low you can go on faceforradio.yuck. Donna, I gotta admit, I've, I've never tried this whole online dating thing before. I know, Walt. I was kind of worried you would turn out to be totally different from your voice, but you're just as nasally in person as you are on the site. Thanks. So, what are we waiting in this line for? I don't know. I just saw this line and I figured it was for something good. It's called lineup room. You have to line up to get inside. Oh, cool. It must be amazing, then. I've never seen a boring place with a line. Ah, uh, how about the DMV? Or the supermarket? The bank? Also the doctor's office. Cool, we'll go there next. But first, I want to check this club out. 
Oh, wow, there's no bar and there's nothing to do in here. So hip. There's not even a DJ? Just a guy with a broken bass drum? I know, it's pretty lame. I'm glad I'm not the only one who thinks so. Yeah, I'd much rather be at a rock concert. Is that a trash fire? Neato. Neato? I, I, I just met her, I'm sorry. I'm Walter, by the way. Jenny. You here alone? My boyfriend is guest janitoring. Oh. He's the 800-pound cabbage-smelling guy over there. Oh? Hey, it's me, Ronnie from Ronnie and Christo in the Morning. I'm here guest janitoring at Lineup Club. Come on down and line up. OMG. He just swept a bunch of sawdust into the corner. So rad. And look out the window. You can see a wall right there. Ugh, I wish I was drunk. Is that Mary-Kate Olsen? No, that's just a toilet brush. Even better. I love living in Brooklyn. Jenny, how long have you been together with Ronnie? Hey, babe, stop talking to that dork and come watch me janitor. Sorry about that. It's okay. I get called dork all the time. I'm I'm not one. I just get called it a lot. It's just something. All right, well, maybe I'll see you around. I'm sorry. That girl you like is unattainable. So cool! Okay, Donna, well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and end this date now. Rod! So, yeah, that date didn't work out. (laughs) Sounds like a really rad time. (laughs) Maybe it's a good thing. Otherwise, I wouldn't have met you, Linda. Great apartment, by the way. Oh, thanks. Oh, my God. Have you seen Groundhog Matrix? No, it sounds kind of bad. It's incredibly bad. And it's on the TNTBS network six times a day. We have to watch it. Okay. Neil, this is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Mm-hmm. You chose the blue pill. Yeah, I'd rather believe whatever I want to believe. You're going to wipe my memory of this, right? Yes. It's just... It's just what? It's just that I was going to show you the Matrix. No thanks. What you described sounds awful. I thought that you were the one, Neo. Oh, don't worry, man. There'll be others. It just makes me look kind of silly. Your name is an anagram for one. I guess it is. Hey, you mentioned getting me back to my bed. How long before this blue pill kicks in? Neil, this is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, and we go on a magical fun ride through computer world and save the day together. <coughs> Darn it. Blue pill, you creep. Magical fun ride through computer world? I don't know what you're selling, Morpheus, but whatever it is, you're selling it too hard. Well, you didn't respond to the more subtle approach. Wait, you've done this before? Several times. The blue pill erases your memory, so I'm going to keep coming back until I get it right. Hey, man, as far as I can recall, this is our first time talking about this, but who's to say that what you're living in isn't part of the Matrix, too? Come again? Like, you know, you're in the Matrix over here, but your life really isn't that bad. Then over here, you think you're out of the Matrix and your life blows. But who's to say you're actually not still in the Matrix? Or you're in another Matrix? It's just too much uncertainty. I wish you'd just take the red pill one of these days. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. Mm. You just ate the blue pill. That's right, Neil. I don't want to remember any of this. What am I supposed to do now? I don't know. Eat the red pill. I don't want to. Well, get out of here. Forget you ever saw this place. Trinity, drive me home. I'm about to pass out. Groundhog Matrix. No reason to combine these movies. That was pretty... Awesome, right? Sure. Ooh, ooh, this is my favorite PSA. Who has a favorite public service announcement? Welcome to the party, George. Hey, bro, pass me a beer. Freeze! Meet George, 15. His brother has taken him to his first ever boy-girl party where alcohol is being served. But George is underage. Let's see how he handles it.
Unfreeze. Huh? Oh, sure. Sweet. My little bro just has that thing. Y'all see that? Hey, George. That was awesome. You think I could show you a couple awesome things upstairs? Whoa. Get a room, you two. But George just met this young lady. Why, he doesn't know her from Adam. He played it pretty cool by chugging that beer. But will he make the right call next? Maybe I just will. Hey, I don't have a condom. Me neither. Unprotected sex. Really, George? That's cool. You can just pull out a nut in my hair. Sounds good. Better give them some privacy. Looks like our man George is making all the right decisions when it comes to peer pressure. This is going to be some night to remember. Let's check back in with George's older brother. Looks like he's stuck drinking, not making as much progress as our pal George. Speaking of George, we should check in and see how things are going with them. Nice raw dog sesh. Ditto. You want to smoke some pot? Freeze. Let's see how our friend George plays this one. Hey, could you get out of here? I sure can. I brought some Coke. Do you like Coke? So listen, teens. You'll face a lot of peer pressure in high school. Will you make the right decisions? Things sure worked out for George. He went on to be president of the United States. Will you be the next president? Hashtag, why not me? And welcome to the United States presidential debates. This year has proven interesting in that the number of undecided voters still remaining at this point in the race is hovering around 90%. Many citizens claim that neither candidate is all that appealing to them. Let's see if either can capitalize on their appeal tonight. And now, may I introduce the Republican nominee, a big bag of farts, and his opponent, the Democratic nominee, an old bowl of onion pudding. For time, the debate has been edited down for highlights. Now I'm joined by an expert to break down these last 90 minutes with the candidates. Expert? Thanks, moderator. After watching these two go back and forth all evening, I'm sure their bases are bolstered. If you actually like onion pudding, I'm sure that doesn't hurt that she's a whole bowl full of it. The fact that she's an old bowl of it, however, leaves questions in some voters' minds. Now, the Republican faithful knew exactly what they were doing when they nominated this big bag of farts. I mean, of all the bags of farts that competed in the primary, this one was truly the biggest of them all. This still doesn't address the many concerned voters, however, who don't want a big bag of farts or an old bowl of onion pudding to be the next commander-in-chief. Moderator? Thanks, expert. Yikes, I can't stand either one. Oh, I think it's pretty clear. I would never vote for a bowl of onion pudding. Are you serious? Bag of farts will run this country into the ground. Yeah, but a bowl of onion pudding has onions in it. Jeez, oh, Linda, I, I think you're nice and all, but... You think we should break up? What? No, I was, I was just going to say that your beliefs and values are garbage. Clearly, we don't like the same things. But where will I live? I, I can't move into the Starbucks bathroom. Well, next time, maybe you shouldn't be so negative and learn to trust others. I just think there are better potential candidates out there, like a Frisbee or Elizabeth Warren. Well, I I want to be with a guy who knows how to love the options he's been given. Now get out of my Dunkin' Donuts bathroom. <sighs> okay, Walter, you can do this. You just need to find a job on your trusty laptop. Which seems to have frozen. Well, this is great. Mm-hmm. Hello? IT, how may I assist you? How did you know? I can't believe this worked. Okay, well, my laptop isn't working. All right, and I assume you've already thrown it against the wall? Excuse me? 99% of the time when your computer isn't working is because you just need to throw it against the wall. Uh, no, I haven't done that yet. Could you go ahead and do that for me, please? That really seems like a bad idea. Sir, I've been working in IT for a long time. Believe me, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm still a little skeptical about this approach. Yeah? And where has being skeptical gotten? Well, nowhere, I guess. That's right.
Um, now it's not working and the screen is cracked. Yeah, I think you're going to need to throw it against the wall again. Are you sure? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay, now the screen is completely shattered and in pieces. Before I couldn't get on the internet, but now it just won't turn on. Okay, now I'm going to need you to put your broken computer in the trash and go to the store and pick out a new computer. What? Why didn't you tell me that before I broke my computer? Because you've been listening to Ronnie and Christo in the morning at WHUH 106.7. Ronnie? As in the 800-pound man who smells like cabbage and doesn't deserve to be with his incredibly cool girlfriend, Jenny? That's me. You just got radio pranked. My $3,000 computer is completely destroyed now, so you guys could have good radio for five minutes? In our defense, it's mediocre radio at best. I trusted you. Bet you'll never trust anyone again. I'm Cristo. Stay tuned, listeners, because when we come back, Cristo is going to get a man to burn his own house down. I'm a Cristo. You're listening to Roddy and Cristo in the morning, where we unethical ruin people's lives so your commute to work can be only slightly entertaining. Great. I have no place to live, no computer, and no money. What the hell am I going to do? There's no good options anywhere. Sir, you're here for the Teddy Talks taping? I don't know. No. What do you... Get so out you're of not my... one of the paid extras in the audience? Oh, paid? Oh, oh, yeah. Yes, I am. Right this way. Prepare to be mesmerized. Uh, great. As long as I'm paid to be mesmerized. You are listening to Teddy Talks. Hello, I'm Teddy Dobbins, and I have to say, I'm looking out into your sea of faces right now, and I see a lot of intelligent people who don't have what they want in life. I'm the guy who has the answer to stop that sadness. Let's take a step back for a second. When I was 22, I had just graduated from Harvard. I got a job at the world's best nonprofit that was working to solve the poverty epidemic in the developing world. But I wasn't happy 100% of the time. And then one day, I was on the subway, and I took my hand off the pole so I could hand a homeless woman a $50 bill. And the subway stopped suddenly. I hit my head, and I was knocked out cold. I ended up having a concussion and severe brain injury. And then I noticed something. I was a lot dumber. But I was also a lot happier. And that's what I'm here to talk to you about. The way for you to be happy is to be dumb. Now, a lot of you are saying to yourselves, Do I have to hit my head against the subway pole in order to find happiness? Of course not. There are other ways to find happiness, like alcohol and drug use. You, sir, you have this look like Teddy. I don't believe you. I'm $10,000 in debt because I paid for your seminar last weekend. For those of you who don't know, I run a seminar in the desert known as Attract Your Destiny by Smiling a Lot. But none of it's paid off. I still don't know how to get out of debt. I still don't know how to be happy. Well, you know what I have to say about that, sir? You're thinking too much. It's like you know me, but what do I do? Let's take a look at your diet. What's a typical dinner like for you? Well, at 6 p.m., just before I meditate for two hours and head to bed, I have a serving of vegetables and either grilled chicken or fish. Did everyone hear this man? He says he's unhappy and doesn't know why. Yet he's spending every night eating lean meats and vegetables before meditating for a couple hours. You know what I'm about to tell you, right? You know what you're missing? 80 ounces of malt liquor. Just head to the liquor store, spill Old English all over your face, and within minutes, you will forget that you're $10,000 in debt. And then you'll book a ticket to my next seminar. You gotta spend money for me to make money. Thank you, Teddy Dobbins. Thank you. Thank you. 
A lot of life coaches will tell you that there's no answer to happiness. But when you sign up for one of my $10,000 Unleash the Happiness weekends, I will teach you the technique that gurus have been doing for centuries. It's called rolling a split. I have worked with hundreds of celebrities, from Cheech to Chung. And if there's one message I want to leave you with tonight, it is this. Get a lobotomy. Thank you. Well, that was definitely dumb. Sir, here's your 50 cents for sitting in the audience. Thanks. And the malt liquor we gave you cost $10. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, is there any way around that? You could sell 17 tickets to the next show and then the drink is free. Or I could just run away. Oh, no, you don't. You're going to thank me for punching you in the face and making you dumb. You're going to have to punch me harder than that if you want to make me dumb. Wait, never mind. I just realized that was a very dumb thing to say. <laughs> Well, hello, Walter. Welcome to the Crossroads. Hey, Devil. Great to see you again. Here to offer me some ridiculous deal that makes no sense? Funny you should say. I bet you'd love to play the guitar really well. Um... Yeah, they all do. And sure, I could do that for you real easy-like. Actually... It'll only cost you your soul. Yeah, I don't need that. You kidding me? Who doesn't need amazing guitar skills? Me, right now. I need a place to live that's not a Starbucks bathroom. It'd also be great to have a new laptop and a cool wife. Okay, let me think. I got it. I'll give you these awesome guitar playing skills, and you can spend the next 12 to 15 years on the road with various prog rock bands honing them until you land a role as an understudy guitarist for a touring company of rent. At that point, you get an agent and start to accrue a number of session fees for your studio work, at which point you'll likely be able to afford all those things you want, but I wouldn't recommend the investment at your net worth. You can't just trade me an apartment for my soul? I don't have an apartment to trade. Do you know how hard it is to find an apartment in Manhattan? Yes! Holy moly, why do you yell so much? Look, I don't have 12 to 15 years to practice. I'm 45 years old. Who gets famous when they're 60? Well, I'm going to give you the skills anyways. They pretty much sell themselves. Try them out for a few weeks, and if you enjoy them, then maybe think about giving me your soul? If you don't like them, keep them as my gift to you. No extra charge. You're a terrible businessman. But okay. Thanks? Hey, kid. Think fast. Guitar. Thank you. Good night, Allentown. Wow, the devil was right. I have enough money to afford the apartment above the Starbucks bathroom now. I may be tired as a 60-year-old rock star, but I do like having panties thrown in my face. Hey, Walter, there's a groupie here for you. Hey, Walter? It's Jenny. From... Lineup Lineup Club. Club. Of course. I remember. You know, your boyfriend inspired me to throw my laptop against the wall twice. Ex-boyfriend. It's why I was able to come see my favorite guitarist. You. Jenny, I don't know what to say. That makes me so happy to hear... I feel like I've been turning down everything and everyone that comes my way because I've been waiting for a great deal, and now that great deal is standing right in front of me. Jenny, I know this might be a bit forward since we've only exchanged about three sentences in the past 15 years, but will you marry me? Oh, Walt, of course I will. Okay, I'm going to go make 35 Facebook posts reminding people about how I'm getting married. I'll see you when your music tour is finished. Love you. Don't bang any groupies. Love you. Oh, hey, Devil. What are you doing here? I got a great deal for you. Oh, that's okay. I don't need any more deals. No, you're going to want to hear this one. That sounds humiliating. But it's a good deal if it works out. If it works out. Well? Well, if there's one thing I've learned in the past 15 years, it's to trust the devil. Let's do it. What are you doing? 
Why aren't you wearing any clothes? Technically, I am, Jenny. A full-size horse saddle is not clothes. Where's your tuxedo? Do you trust me? What? Do you trust me? Yes, but... Then trust me when I say there's a very good explanation for this. What is it? My entire family can see your penis. Testicles. Penis? And I'm sorry about that. Why are you only wearing a horse saddle? I can't tell you. Then I don't trust you. Please, have I ever knowingly lied to you in the past 15 years that we've known each other? Not that I know of. Have I ever done something just to embarrass you? Does this count? I promise you, this is not to embarrass you. Then why, Walter? If I tell you, then it won't come true. What won't come true? He said it wouldn't happen if I told you. What won't happen? If I tell you what's going to happen, then it won't happen. If you don't tell me what's happening, then this... This isn't happening. No, if we don't get married, then the thing that I can't tell you about won't happen. But trust me, you're gonna like this thing. What thing? He said I can't say. Who said you can't say? You've said too much. Satan. Damn it. What's happening? You said too much, Walter. Our deal's off. Later, Gator. Satan. Yeah, I made a deal with the devil that if I wore a horse saddle to my own wedding... I'd get a free meal for me and my wife every day for the rest of our lives. Oh, wow. That is a good deal. A very good deal. Any meal we wanted from anywhere? Yeah. Do you know how much money we would have been able to save? That's a great deal to make with Satan, honey. I'm sorry I didn't trust you. That's okay, sweetie. It was asking a lot. It sure was. Really good deal, though. Thank you. Well, shall we get married? Wait. If you're going to be up here bearing it all, then I will, too. I trust you. I can't marry you two naked like this. Oh. Oh, right. Yeah, sure. sure. I'll, I'll, I'll put the bags back. Let me grab my tops. This, this These two lovers met like no other, while herding sheep on Brokeback Mountain. He was a businessman and she was a prostitute, but they found love actually, and wrote about all their times together in the notebook. So I now pronounce you Harry and Sally. Walter. And Jenny. Ah, yes, I'm sorry. Harold and Maud.